What's going on? What's going on, man? Merry Christmas. Everybody out there, man, hope you're having a safe and, and great holiday. Mike Atwater with College Basketball Podcast. I can't wait until March. Uh, we're pretty much at the midway point of the college basketball season. And just giving you a, a, a couple of takes of what's going on in the world of college basketball. I got about five or six things that I, I, I want to discuss uh, before we start getting off into conference play. Uh, we got about a week left in the, in 2021. A lot of conferences have started conference play. You're gonna have some, you know, some non-conference games as usual. But we're we're about to get into the heart of conference play. So before we get into conference play in college basketball, uh, just a couple of things that I want to to address. Uh, number one, the best conference in college basketball. You can you can argue that the Pac-12, Pac-12 currently has three teams in the top ten: Arizona, USC, UCLA, and that sure is going to be fun to watch. January, February, and March, them them play you know those regular season games. The Big Twelve, Big Twelve, you know you you got you got Texas, Kansas, Iowa State has probably been the most surprising team. In the country, Iowa State, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they lost 18 straight games last year. And I know it was a COVID-type season. And, you know, everything was different. Uh, but Iowa State, Oklahoma, it's a lot of good teams in the Big 12. West Virginia, Big 12 could get eight, nine teams in a tournament. Big 10, they're looking pretty good right now. Michigan State leading the pack currently. But if I had to go with the best conference I'm, I'm probably going to say the Pac-12 right now. I think Arizona, USC, and UCLA, all three of those teams have potential to make it to the Final Four. Uh, they have shooters, they have bigs, they have depth, they got good coaching. All three of those teams can make a run to the Final Four. So that's take number one. Take number two, the Blue Bloods, they are back. Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, Michigan State, all those teams had down years last year. Duke and Kentucky didn't even make the tournament. North Carolina wasn't typically a North Carolina basketball team. Uh, but those teams seem to be back. Um, Kentucky right now, they're being led by Oscar, and I never can say his last name, but I'm calling him Oscar the Grouse because he grabs all the rebounds. He is going to be a big part of Kentucky making a run in a Final Four. He's got to stay out of trouble, uh, foul trouble. But they have a big on the boards for Kentucky and Savion Wheeler. And he, he has been a, uh, a big addition to Calipari and his Kentucky squad. Duke with, with Benchiro, Reels, and... and, and uh, Mark Williams has developed. This could be a, a national championship swan song for Coach K. This could be a, a year where Coach K rides off in the sun as a national champion. They're that good. And, and Hubert Davis is quietly having a, a good team led by Caleb Love over there in North Carolina. So when the Blue Bloods are good in college basketball, throw in UCLA. Throw in Kansas. I've already mentioned uh, Michigan State. When they are good, 
college basketball is good. <clears throat> you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like pro football or pro basketball. In pro football, when my Dallas Cowboys, the greatest team on earth, and people like the the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Green Bay Packers, when they are good, pro football is good. NBA, when the Lakers and Celtics and then now the Bulls are are, are are back good. Basketball is good. So, you know, with all that being said, the the Blue Bloods are, you know, making their way. Duke has been number one this season. And and they are it's gonna let's see what they do in conference play. They've done well in, in out of conference. Duke knocked off Gonzaga uh, in Las Vegas earlier this year. Let's see what they do. Let's let's see what they do down the down the road. Point number three, who has been the best mid-major program so far? I mean, you, you look at New Mexico State out there in the WAC. They are 11-2. You've got uh, South Dakota State, Florida Gulf Coast. Um, if you, uh, Davidson is, is off to a good start. Colorado State is undefeated. But let me, let me just say something about the ATN, the the Mountain West, uh, the, the West Coast Conference I don't really consider them mid-major programs I, I, I don't I don't really consider uh, the teams out of the American Conference I know we got the Power Five but the next best five conferences after the Power Five will be the Big East American Athletic Conference Mountain West the ATN and the, the, the West Coast because typically, those conferences right there are going to put, at minimum, maybe two or three teams in. Throw in the, the Missouri Valley Conference, and they're they going to have at least two teams every year. So I don't really consider those conferences as mid-majors. Y'all tell me y'all thoughts on that, but I don't really consider them mid-major conferences. I consider them conferences that are just next to the, to the Power Five. And let's just be real about it. Villanova doesn't play in a Power Five conference, but Villanova has won two out of the last four or five national championships. Uh, Gonzaga has played for a national title. Houston went to the Final Four last year. None of those schools are in the Power Five. So I'm saying that to say this, I don't consider them mid-major programs. Uh, but some of the schools that I did mention, uh, I think you need to watch out for Florida Gulf Coast and New Mexico State. Those are two teams that I think that could could become, uh, you know, could be a thorn to somebody's side as 11 or 12 seed when the NCAA tournament starts. Uh, watch out for those teams. And, oh, I, I am so sorry. The best two mid-major teams may be in the same conference. Murray State and Belmont. I'm sorry. Um, and those games are going to be interesting to watch when the regular season kicks off. I mean, the uh, conference season kicks off with them. But... Murray State, Belmont, Florida Gulf Coast, New Mexico State, South Dakota State, those are some of the teams. Uh, watch out for Cornell and Princeton. Those are uh, you know, some teams that you know you, you may start hearing more about as this season progresses. Point number four. I'm from Georgia. I am a uh, I grew up at uh, University of Georgia sports fan, not just football. I know about Georgia football, basketball, baseball. Hell, I know Georgia has one of the 
top gymnastic programs in the country. Uh, with all that being said, and I've never been a, a person because I've, I've, I've played the game, I officiate the game currently, and I have I coach the game AAU in the offseason. So I know how hard it is to coach. But Tom Kareem at Georgia, he must go. I, I think Georgia right now is five and seven. Okay? Five and seven record and hadn't even got into conference play. Georgia could possibly lose all 18 conference games. Now, not to say that they will, but Georgia could lose all 18 conference games. Georgia's roster is made up of a, a bunch of transfers. You don't get uh, a lot of players in Georgia, as far as high school-wise, that wants to go to Georgia. Just, just take a look at the last four or five years at some of the top players in the state of Georgia and where they've gone. Sharif Cooper, Jabari Smith, Walker Kessler, Auburn, North Carolina. When the Carter, when he was in high school, he went to Duke. None of the top players in Georgia want to stay here and go to Georgia. Now, when it, and, and I think part of the problem with the University of Georgia basketball is University of Georgia football. University of Georgia football is getting ready for a college football playoff semifinal game against University of Michigan. And the program has excelled since Kirby Smart has been there. Hadn't won a national championship, but they have progressively gotten better uh, each year or been in the hunt each year. I think that's part of the problem with basketball in Georgia. Nobody cares. What can Georgia do to get that we care about Georgia basketball back? Georgia has to get in here and get a big-time hire. There's a lot of big-time coaches in the SEC. But nothing against Tom Cream, and, and he's, he's been a good coach. He went to the Final Four with Marquette, with Dwayne Wade and Travis Diner. But tra Tom Cream must go. He, he's, he's got to go. And he's got to go before this season ends so we can get a fresh start. Rick Patino is the first name that comes to mind. If you want to really get at Kentucky, go hire Rick Patino. Uh, but we, we've got to do something to turn to, to turn Georgia basketball around. They've got to bring in the athletic department. They got to bring in a big time hire, just like they got a big time hire in football. And Rick Patino is the number one name on the board. You got to go get him. Point five. There has been a lot of exciting early season basketball games. Is this going to be the start of what, what March looks like? Duke and Gonzaga. You know, there's been a lot of teams that have played each other early, you know, in the early part of the season. And it seems like traditionally, you don't really have a lot of those games that go on. But man, you've had Villanova against UCLA, Baylor and Villanova, Texas and Gonzaga, Alabama and Gonzaga, Gonzaga Duke and Gonzaga. You already know about the, the Champions Classic with Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, Michigan State. It's been a lot of big time games, man. Is that what we're going to have to look forward to coming up? 
point number six and the final point. Teams that, and it's two teams that come to mind that that really need to step it up as conference play is about to begin. University of Memphis and the University of Michigan. There were high hopes for University of Memphis. There was high hopes for the University of Michigan. Both of those teams have NCAA tournament aspirations. Michigan was a team last year that that made it to the Sweet 16. Got a good enough team to make it back this year even further. Memphis with the the, the late <clears throat> excuse me the late signings of Amani Bates and Jalen Duran, we were expecting big time things from them. This same Georgia team that I just talked about, they beat Memphis. Now Memphis right now is six and four. And, and, and let me just say this. If you've been around this game as long as I have, when you look at college basketball standings and it's December and you see a team that's five and five, six and four, seven and five, six and six, they've had a, a rough non-conference season. That could equal to a rough conference season. So Michigan and Memphis, those are two programs, two great coaches, two former great NBA players. And Penny Hardaway for Memphis and, and Jawan Howard for the University of Michigan. But those two programs with high expectations that they need to step it up. Uh, we, we are expecting to see them in the dance. You don't make it to the dance, especially for Memphis, that's a big disappointment because that's what we're expecting. You know, Penny Hardaway, we, we've been waiting for you to, to have like a breakout season and uh, this would be a, a major disappointment if you don't. So, um, like I say, Memphis, Michigan State, you're on the clock. Uh, we, we, and I'm pretty sure when conference play begins, you'll get it going. But that's my takes, man. I, I'll be back in a, in a couple of weeks to talk more college basketball on the, the college basketball podcast. I can't wait until March. Y'all continue to enjoy your night, Christmas night here. Um, watching some football and NBA and enjoying your families. And remember the, the reason for the season, y'all. Remember the reason for the season and, and remember my motto, thank God for your problems. Because there's somebody out there that always problems and issues are bigger than yours. Thank God for your problem. Mike Atwater signing off. College Basketball Podcast. I can't wait until March. Hold it down.